You're listening to the Antos Podcast, where we explore the nature of stories in the pursuit of being and truth. I'm Vod. And I'm Mac. And our sentience depends on you. Now cue the intro music. I write these words in steel, for anything not set in metal cannot be trusted. I have begun to wonder if I'm the only sane man remaining. Can the others not see? They have been waiting so long for their hero to come, the one spoken of in the terrorist prophecies, that they quickly jump between conclusions, presuming that each story and legend applies to this one man. Yay, we're starting Well of Ascension, chapter one. Okay, so Well of Ascension, you know, a non-spoiler introduction to this really fast, um... Wow, okay. I've I've mentioned several times I do, you know, I play D&D in my free time and let me tell you, this book taught me how to understand like large-scale battle in the sense of still focusing on the hero, like mm-hmm. like the, the main character. It's just so it's so good. All right, so chapter 1. Well, let's go one big thing you mentioned beforehand that we were talking about was the epigraphs. So oh, yeah, yeah. we were debating whether or not to do like an epigraphs episode like what we did for Final Empire and we're just going to go dive in with the epigraphs cuz as we said, we found out in Final Empire the epigraphs are important. So we know the epigraphs are important. Yeah, whether you followed us and if you did, hey, thanks for coming back for another book. It's going to be <laughs> awesome. Uh you you know how important the epigraphs are, and uh, I assume if you're following us and coming in here fresh, having finished the Final Empire but not well of Ascension yet, you know how important the epigraphs are. So you know that's always that's usually a theme in a lot of the Cosmere novels anyway. But like um, the we'll be kind of sidestepping like a whole epigraph episode, and we'll kind of touch on them little by little. But let's talk about what happens in chapters one and two. All right, chapters one and two. So chapter one opens up on an Ellen Ellen's point of view here. He is the king, and the Ashmounts have been just super-duper active, and he's staring down an army of 50,000 soldiers that are coming to take his kingdom. And this army is was brought here by no other than his father, Straff Venture. So he's pretty nervous. He's talking to Ham at the time and trying to figure out you know, what their chances are. And it turns out they have... 20,000 barely trained soldiers to try to hold Lufadel with. So, and I think Straff has something like 50,000. Yeah, yeah, I said 50,000. Yeah, listen up, man. <laughs> um, so Ham doesn't know if they can hold, you know, we have the kind of the the moment where it's like, well, you know, Kelsier was always the genius, he was always the leader. Um, it turns out we have a one year time skip. We learned that here. It's been a year since the Lord Ruler's been killed. And so, you know, that those are some big implications on a lot has most likely happened in that very small period of time. I mean, Straff got an army. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Oland kind of has this offhanded remark about him needing to prevent the assembly from handing over the city to Straff. And so it kind of sounds like Ellen's new government includes like a parliament of some sort, you know, just like a council of people who get to make decisions, not only him. And, uh, you know, that doesn't sound too great during a wartime here to be splitting that uh that power up, but okay. So, the crew is split everywhere. We haven't heard from Breeze in over a month. I think Ham makes a remark on that, but every, they're, they're just spread across the kingdom, and I'm assuming 
doing things to try to help the, I guess we're going to just keep referring it to Ellen's kingdom here, to keep Ellen's kingdom moving along and going as it is. And so the only thing Ellen feels like he can do now is to write and get, get some proposal ready for the assembly. And so that's what he goes to do. And then we get Vin's point of view. So the common ska here still feel the mist. Um, still, sorry, feel, fear the mist. And she is just kind of walking about and, or is still out and about at night trying to figure out what's going on here. And the thing that kind of stands out to me in her thought process during this time is that she realizes that she's not logical like Ellen is. She just wants the power. She just likes the power of being a Mistborn. And I remember, I can't remember the exact quote out of it, but I remember that stuck in my head was this feeling of just being like, I don't care what's really happening. I just need the power of being a Mistborn right now. And the other one thing that stuck out to me was when she was describing this was that the mists were distinct from fog because they actually said she said something to the effect of like it's thicker it's weirder it spins in a different way but then she actually mentions fog so it's this is a distinct phenomenon yeah it it is distinct and she also no, she also mentioned that it feels like it kind of dampens the world and makes it bearable for her she she hates going out when the mist isn't out and we we kind of saw that in the first book a bit you know with how she how she reacted and she really took what Kelsier said to heart was you know the, you know the mist are your friend they're here to protect us mistborn and so we get a nice alamancy recap which i'm not going to go through but it, it's good yeah. Brand, brandon's great at this with his magic systems and it was a good move because it's funny because i was I remember i originally i had done a a big jump between final empire and well of ascension and i mean in real life the books were like a few years apart so it's a good review of alamancy essentially yeah so then finally meets up with this person you know like this short stocky dude with like i think he's balding and stuff like that and we learn that his name is orsur orsur the chandra so the the shape changers these these things that consume the the bones bodies it was kind of talked about in the first book a bit like how when he took kelsier's body yeah and was able to appear like kelsier so he's here and he's talking with vin and you've kind of you almost immediately get some tension between the two um it doesn't really seem like vin likes him but he's there. I think the fe- feeling's kind of mutual. He's yeah. just very like cold and dismissive, which yeah. we don't know what Contra are like. So, <laughs> but then you know, warns Ursula and says, "Hey, I haven't seen the Watcher lately." And I'm like, "The Watcher," and she's like, "She doesn't really know who that is." We're assuming it's a Mistborn because she says the Watcher like spars with her, and then always tries to run away. They do, like. She's like, is he an assassin? He doesn't seem to really have any interest in Ellen, but he seems to have a lot of interest in me. We don't know who the heck this is. And then she barely dodges out of the way as a coin misses her head. And that's the end of chapter one. All right, going into chapter two. So Osir just flees straight to safety. In fact, this is something that's different, right? Vin yells for him, get to safety. And it's like that moment where it's just like run. And then you turn around and the guy's back's already to you. And he's like 20 feet away from you. That was, that was a yeah, sure yeah. in this case. He's just <laughs> gone already. Didn't even have to wait. And there are assassins here and they're attacking Vin and Vin's like, I could run, but like if I run, they're just going to make their way to Allen eventually. And so she instead decides that she's going to fight them now. And 
it's a misting assassin group. She says there's multiple coin shots. I think she counts two coin shots. She doesn't really feel any of them with uh, or doesn't sense any of them. So she's like, they obviously have a smoker with them. She counts four thugs in the front and she catches a lurcher with a wooden shield, which I think is just super clever, right? It's just literally a guy who's like, I can pull metal. So what's my one job? Pull her coins out of the air and catch it with my shield. Which in case we need to review anything, a coin shot uses steel to push coins uh, or shoot metal, essentially push push metal away. A lurcher uses iron to pull metal towards them. A smoker is someone who burns copper and they're able to cover, you know, someone using alamancy because Ven is using bronze, which should be able to sense where they are, but she can't because there's a smoker around. Yeah, and then you have the thugs, which are pewter-driven, which are just strongmen. Yes. So, all right. So, a pretty hefty assassin group, eight mistings, and Ven's like, this is kind of dangerous, but I like my odds. <laughs> and she, she engages. She's eight, like, eight, uh, mistings. Eight, eight mistings. That's almost a fair fight. Almost a fair fight. So she goes into this big, long fight, which, again, if you've been with us for a while or if you're new, we don't really talk about the fighting too much unless it's just some really cool moments that we want to talk about. And um, But she gets into this fight, and she ends up downing, you know, she ends up downing a couple of the a couple of them, and the big thing I wanted to point out here is halfway through the fight, someone shot a coin out at a coin shot, and it wasn't her. And in fact, they both paused, and everyone's like, "What the heck?" And we get our introduction to the Watcher, who is like like Batman. On yes, a, on, I, that's how I usually imagine it. On, like, on a roof, just watching, and he shot a coin at one of the coin shots, and Vin's like, "What the heck?" Okay, whatever. And she's like, I, this is bad because he's a Mistborn, you know, but I I don't have time. He could have killed me already if he wanted to. He's just watching this fight. I got to keep going. And she continues on with this fight. One neat strategy I wanted to point out was that they have these like loud sticks that they bang together. I was just about to get to that. <laughs> I was just about to get to that. So yeah, yeah. Vin, Vin like takes down several Mistings and then she hears like a crack, which like causes her vision to shake because the noise was so loud. It was literally the smoker had two like rain stick things just pop 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 banging them together to mm. to throw her off because of her tin because when you burn tin your senses are really high and so loud noises are extra loud to you yeah and so and it, it works it's like it's like you know it's, it's like the equivalent again like uh what is it i was gonna say flashbang but that's a completely different sense but it's the same concept same right? con- no it's exactly the same thing it's just no flash yeah like it just bang yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right all right I'm pretty sure there's like a band name in there. <laughs> but, so, um, yeah. So she takes down several mistings. Uh, she ends up taking down, uh, or before she's able to take down the smoker, right? Uh, the coin shot kills the smoker with a coin. And Vin's like, or the watcher, sorry. The watcher kills the smoker with, the a, smoker coin. with right. a coin. And she's like, wait, what the heck are you doing? And so she's like, wait. Okay, he's trying to tell me something, and she starts to sense again with her bronze, and she realizes that with even though the smoker's dead, she can't sense any alamancy, and it dawns on her immediately. Oh crap! One of these guys is a misporn, mm-hmm. and you know we can get a little bit of a hint. You know who it was? Who did? Who was the first person the watcher shot the coin at? He shot it. He shot at a coin shot, and so the minute Vin figures this out, she goes crap and like turns really fast and looks down, and one of the coin shots stands back up. And there it is. There's the Mistborn, right? Which they can do that because she has pewter. Yeah, he has pewter. So 
this Mistborn stands up and Vin looks at him and or her. I don't, I don't know. Was it? Was uh, it, it? Yeah. Vin looks at the Mistborn. The Mistborn. And the Mistborn is just staring back at her and is ready to engage her. And she goes, oh, I know that confidence anywhere. Or Sor, bring me the ATM. <laughs> <laughs> well, she goes. She goes. Run to the go. Go run to the palace, which is code for throw me my my stuff, and it's ATM. Yeah, and so he tosses her the ATM. She does the really cool moment that you loved from previous times, where she just pulls the ATM bead essentially, or pulls the whole vial to her and pops it open, and takes it. And good thing she did because the minute she does, she sees the infinite reflection of the other misborn burning ATM as well. So now it's another ATM burn fight. Oh, but we we find out with this fight, right, that that Mistborn was all in on the element of surprise because mm-hmm. they were not Prepared. confident. They were not confident, and they did not have the physical ability. It was like they were trying to surprise her and get a cheap kill with ATM real quick. And when that doesn't work, Vin just basically wraps up the rest of the fight. Um, one thing I want to talk about here too is the Mistborn realizes he's gonna it's gonna lose, and so. It attacks or soar with coins. And Vin's like, oh, you think I care about that guy? Psych. And just straight up charges the Mistborn and kills him. And that's where we're left with. I think that's the end of chapter two. That is not the end. We got more. Oh, just kidding. Just kidding. Excuse me. Gracious. A little bit more here. I Sorry, I'm dragging this one out because it was pretty cool. One thing I wanted to note out, though, is when she kills the Mistborn, um, it's because the Mistborn's ATM runs out. Right. She sees it. And she says something that kind of scares me because from the first book, you know, the way we know about how she was in the first book, she goes, with ATM, she or she basically says, with ATM, I'm invincible. Ooh, but anyway. But she also mentions this is the last of her ATM. Yeah. So essentially the Watcher's still there and she's like, I've tried to chase him multiple nights and I've never caught him. And it just, it's whatever. And he just runs off. And so she just lets that happen. And yeah, it turns out that, you know, or Sora's there. It's his, she comes over and goes, you're a thing, you know. He's like, I need a new body. And she's like, I'll figure that out later. And he's like, well, you know, I'm here to protect you because that's what Kelsier basically paid me to do. And um, yeah, that's, that's that. We end with that last bit of information of Vin being like, I'm out of ATM. So the next, you know, the next Mistborn that comes that has it, I'm in trouble. So, I mean, this is like, like you said, like it's uh, the chapters that get uh, significantly shorter in this book compared to the next mm. last one. But there are many more of them. So um, this was a kind of a review chapter a bit. Uh, we get the setup of what's been happening. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think it was brilliantly done. Let's talk about I like the review aspect here because um, going back through it, right, with the way Brandon did this. Brandon did the perfect Alimantic review through a fight. You learned everything about all the Alimantic abilities again. You got the introduction to all the different metals. And you, like you said, you got to learn about the situation that they're in now. Well, and the only, uh, the only better review I've ever had was when uh, our listeners reviewed us and were giving us great (laughs) ratings and sharing with everyone. Thank you for everyone who's following us. Please let everyone know that we exist. We're a small project and we hope to not be as small in the future. Yeah. Thank you so much. 
Thank you so much. But yes, it was a very good review. Um, he hasn't even gone through everything, uh, and we're still. Good, but it was still like a pretty step straightforward. Of like, hey, here's Alamancy again, just in case you forgot. I remember when I first went through the reading lists, and I went through um, Era Two, and reviewing Alamancy was something I had to get back. You know, um, no, it, it is super appreciative. Like, I think I think I mentioned this off off the podcast here when we were going through book one. I think I mentioned this when we were going back, you know, off podcast, back through book one, but I was like, man, I didn't realize how many very minor details I lost just, you know, from having not visited the books. And like, I think at that point it was like like a year and a half. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so it was nice to kind of just like get a review of Alamancy here and what a perfect way to do it by setting up to that. Hey, it's been a year. Um, we've got an army at this at this, around the city. What a way to start a book, right? Ellen, it's Ellen, and we're like saying he was like, "Oh, there's Ellen." You know, I remember that dude. He was a bit of a goofball, and he's staring at an army of fifty thousand. Wow! <laughs> and now it's like, oh, what are the look at this? It's the uh, consequences of my actions. Oh no, the uh, oh. And yeah. what was funny is that I didn't even remember Straff as like being. I don't remember him much from the first book when I first read it. Because, like, he showed up here or there. He spoke Kelsier that one time. He was, you know, he, I think I remember three big times. He shows up with Kelsier. He yells at Ellen uh, before he gets him to get assassinated. And then um, he's bailing out, you know, when Ellen is trying to, at the end of, uh, when they Ellen decides to go help the Ska out. And he's like, oh, yeah, ha, 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 you should stay here, thinking that Ellen's going to die. But Straff is clearly back, you know, in a big way uh, now, and he's staring everyone down uh, as a major antagonist this way, this uh, go around. I mean, Brandon like laid, you know, laid down the groundwork for Straff being a major antagonist through the first book. Like he was constantly like whenever he was in a scene, he commanded the scene. And he's, you know, technically the the from the most powerful house from Final Empire, you know, so uh, it would make sense that he'd have a lot, you know, riding on the wings that w- could potentially come in. And they were also the most wealthy house at the time. So there could be a lot of you, you remember you're like, oh, he's got an army now. I was like, well, it actually makes a lot of sense that you might have an army. Um, um, yeah. And I, wa- I want to say he was fleeing, you know, at the end of the first book, he was fleeing back to their home, the like the ancestral home for for the venture family but all right the epigraphs <laughs> <laughs> i write these words in steel for anything not set in metal cannot be trusted what the heck does that mean? i know it, 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 it's, it, it's like i okay first we don't know who this is which you know spoiler alert it's only gonna be it's not only gonna be a couple chapters or final before we find out who this is um um but what Man, we base our entire what? podcast off of no spoilers. And in the middle of it, you give all of the listeners a heart attack by going spoiler <laughs> alerts and then proceed. No, but but again, like we've been, we've been, it's like, it's not, it, my, my point is, is that um, the epigraphs are important, mm-hmm. but it's like, I remember when I first read this and I was like, I don't even understand where this is going. <laughs> and then we got the second epigraph. Yeah. Ooh, the second epigraph too. So... We get, you know, we get a hint of who this could be, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily want to jump to conclusions here with it just yet, but whoever this is, that first one is just like completely out of left field. Like where, where is that coming from at all? 
But the second one, you know, I think they're talking, you know, the second one, whoever this is, is talking about the hero, which isn't, you know, which... We know it's not Rashik, or yeah. well, at least that's usually not the, the name. That was the whole point, Rashik. Yeah, I, we don't we don't know who the hero is, right? Because we listened to it uh, throughout the whole first book, but we we learned that Rashik, you know, was the Lord Ruler and took the power. Right, and so you know, okay, so now we're kind of going back again. Like, okay, this sounds like it's something from the past, um, but I still don't understand, you know, the steel reference. But uh, you know, that, that'll come up eventually. Um, one funny thing or thing I remember, um, was at the end of Final Empire, we kind of get an idea of what a Chandra is, but we, our interactions with them are really sparse. And mm-hmm. here we have the actual, you know, first real, real interactions with a Chandra consistently. And we, now we know what one is, so it's may make some sense, is, but is it in their nature to be sassy? Well, so, um, one of the things that he even mentions was like, his. Vin get basically let him get shot with those coins, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Um, you, you probably didn't know that I could feel pain, or didn't or didn't think I could feel pain, could you?" And she basically like gets angry at him, and and and, and kind of treats him the way I remember I think of noblemen treating Ska, like talks to him that yeah. way. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a good way to look at it. I didn't think of it like that. I yeah. mean, the, he she talks down to him as like this creature, you know, or whatever. Which you know, I mean. Fair. Because here's the thing, too. Here's the thing that really throws me off with that conversation they had, right? You know, Vin was like, I'm not going to let you eat people. And he's like, they're dead. And she's like, I don't care. He's like, they're assassins from another kingdom. I don't care. What? Right. It's, like, fu- it's, it's So it's funny because, like, so she mentions, he mentions how Condra can't kill anyone because of the contract. Yeah. The, the contract, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, he mentions that he needs a new body because, you know, Ben just let him get shrapneled with a whole bunch of stuff and the, the body's not going to be any good for him anymore. And so he's like, look, we have eight good bodies right here. I can use any one of them. And I want to say... He makes a good point. Maybe maybe I made this point in my own head, but I'm going to pretend like he made it. I think he mentioned something along the lines of like, wouldn't it be great for me to have a body of an assassin that could maybe give us some insight into, I don't know, their plans, if there's anyone still here, you know, I could, this would be good for the spying aspect. And she's like, don't care. Yeah, she's just like I don't. I she doesn't want to do it. And the body that they had gotten was from a murderer that was like executed yeah. or whatever. So you know, Vin's got this thing about Condra using bodies and stuff like that, and that's gonna obviously be, you know, something that we're gonna end up having to deal with. Um, so like I said, great introduction, great way to jumping back into the whole the whole world. I mean, we start off with the ashes falling, and they're falling heavier. Uh, they're falling they're different and i gotta say like you know ellen's been around in this world and we know ash is falling all the time so for him to say it's been falling more and it's different it must be significantly different because this is something that everyone's been dealing with all the time he's not just going to be like oh yeah the ash is falling today i mean that's like saying the sun came up you know in this world it's like oh yeah the sun came up today no this is uh you know at least something somewhat significant um, I admit, like when I first heard the army stuff, uh, I thought that who's going to say something to the effect of like, oh, this ash is different because things are burning all around. But that's not the case. He says the he literally says the ash mounts are more active. 
So we're getting into the, we're jumping back into this world and you're wanting to say something. I mean, yeah. So one thing you mentioned the army really fast, the more I want to talk about this a little more. Okay. I don't know. Some of our listeners might've listened to listen to this before. I know you haven't. Um, I don't know if I could fullheartedly recommend it to you with how little time you have, uh, but it's still very good. But there's a book called The Black Company, okay? And Brandon Sanderson reminds me, uh, his writing reminds me very much of the, that book when I would when I read it. It was a long time ago, so I'm sorry. The author's name is slipping my mind. Otherwise, I would say it. But it really shows how to write properly an army. And I know that sounds weird to say, but it is. There's just like, oh. Sorry, I, that was more of a personal nerd out moment. We could probably cut that completely, but Glenn Cook, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, Glenn yeah, yeah, Cook. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Blackout Com- Black Com- or Black Company by Glenn mm-hmm. Cook. I haven't read it, um, but yeah. So I just think about that, and I'm just super excited. I'm kind of jumping ahead here, but like y'all are in for you know listeners, uh, people who haven't read the book yet, like well, the switching completely through are in for a treat when it comes to the way the armies can be mentioned. And I think as we get into the next episodes here, we're gonna learn a little bit more about Ellen. Ellen Vin and Ham's point of view. But we're also going to go back and uh, see our boy says it's in. Hey guys, Vod here. Thanks for listening to the Antos podcast. You'll start to see regularly scheduled episodes starting November 14th, 2022. And if you'd really like to follow us, please consider subscribing. We're a very small project, so please support us with likes and comments because that's what the algorithm craves. If you're listening on the YouTube channel, please hit the notification bell. And if you want to really give us a boost, consider supporting us on Patreon because I really need to better my hands.